Oh yeah! Here we go! Practice acquisition! There are pitfalls throughout the entire process. Unscripted, the truth when buying and selling a dental practice. And now your host, Michael Dencio. What's up, guys? Here we go. Another episode. I'm getting tired, but I'm keeping it going. Shark Week 2023, Dental Acquisition Unscripted. My name's Mike Dencio, founder co-founder of Next Level Consultants. And today we have a great episode, another great episode in the marketing arena. And we go through a different twist. That's what I love about Shark Week, different twists. So you're not going to hear the same thing over and over. You're going to hear from uh, seven now. We've added we've added one last minute ad. Seven folks that specialize in marketing, all of them have a different approach. And I think there's a lot to learn from each and every one of them. We go down the path today of internal marketing. So everybody's talked a lot about external through the program and through this week. This episode's focusing on internal marketing, which is the cheapest and the most effective. You bought a practice and now you're tapping into what you purchased. So you bought a practice, you have a bunch of patients, what are we saying to those patients? What's the message? Uh, and and how to yeah, reactivate inactive patients. So there's a strategy there. Talk a lot about like the assets of what you're purchasing, which includes so you know all the social media and the websites and all the things, the things that you purchased. How do you leverage that? And as a reminder, be following us on YouTube on our social media, which is Dental Unscripted. Uh, you know, check us out. There's all kinds of stuff going up there. And also go check us out at Next Level. Uh, I'm representing about 30 acquisitions a year, give or take, across the country. I help you value the company. I help you with the due diligence. I help you with the closing. And we even have a team that credentials. And we even have a, uh, well, even better, we have a, a, a bunch of coaches on standby to help you stabilize the practice once you take over and getting some help as a new owner and and really just making it the most successful transition possible. So a little selfish plug for me. I don't do it very often. You guys know I don't, but that is it. And um, and uh, I want to really uh, thank you for listening. So let's go Shark Week. All right. All right, guys. Welcome back. This is Mike Dincio. Uh, you are listening to Dental Acquisition Unscripted. And as you know, if you've been following along, we are in the middle of Shark Week and you've gotten some great tips and tricks on marketing, some amazing people that we have interviewed. And today we have a, a special guest, a friend. I know folks, I always say a friend, but Tim actually is a really, really good friend. So, um, and, and, and one of the guys that actually helped us get up and, and, and going. And I, and, and I want to thank, thank them officially on the show, but I've got Tim Kelly, the founder and owner of TNT Dental, one of the largest marketing dental firms in the country that I know of. And so it's a real treat to pick Tim's brain today. Tim, welcome to the show, my friend. 
Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, I'm honored to be on Shark Week. It's uh, one of my favorite weeks, anyway. Awesome. <laughs> Shark Week. It's it's super fun, and we try to make it we we try to make it fun, anyways. But um, I mean, look, there's 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 no hotter topic uh, in practice ownership, whether you're doing startup or acquisition, than marketing. How the heck are we going to grow the practice? Uh, of course, for startups, you're growing for you're 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 going from scratch, but in my opinion, and in acquisitions, when you're approaching an acquisition deal, you you have to think about how you're going to grow the practice because there's always going to be some attrition in what you're purchasing. And so there, growth, whether it's picking up different uh, services that the seller doesn't do, you do endo, they don't, you do implants, they don't, Invisalign, they don't. That's a way of growing your existing services. But then, of course, through marketing is also a way to grow the practice. And so that's what this whole week is about, is how to grow a practice after an acquisition. So let's just kind of get... Oh, before we kind of get into my questions, Tim, tell me a little bit about you, the company. Um, Just give us the two-minute, like, what's up from TNT Dental. Yeah, a little bit about you guys. Well, um, so... I, I'm a lot uh, more gray-haired and gray-bearded than I was when we started the company. It's 23 years old now, and so wow. that's hard for me to imagine. Um, we started in spring of 2000, and the focus has always been on growing dental practices. And so that's all we've done. That's our, all of our clients. Um, started with myself. There was another Tim, two Tims. That's T- the TNT. TNT, yeah. Not, not, just, yeah. not just explosive, but it was two... Two Tims, two Tims. That's right. And uh, that was our first creative uh, splurge there. And then, so it's grown steadily over the years, you know, and and Tim and Tim have stayed directly involved. We've got a third partner named Tom. All three of us are directly involved in the day-to-day, but we've got 110, 115 employees now, all based out of Dallas and customers all over um, all over the U.S., all every, every state, uh, Canada, and um, even have one in Ghana, Africa. Ghana, Africa. Yeah, I, we should get. We should. That's a. It's its own show in itself. How to get SEO in Ghana, Africa? But yeah, not <laughs> sure we're doing a good job of it. But we built him a really great website. Uh, well, folks, uh, Tim and Tim TNT built my website, and it's a beautiful website. And um, I, of course, we love it. But uh, beautiful websites, great company. Tim, how many uh, clients? Uh, I, I have to brag on you a little bit. What? How many? You yeah, guys- so. We've we've worked with um, probably a lot more than this, but we actively work with about sixteen hundred every month. So, Jesus. Um, and wow. and it's a real you know sort of intense relationship kind of situation with most of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sixteen hundred takes the cake. I think from all the folks I interviewed this week, you guys take the cake. So that's that's so impressive. Um, so impressive. So you guys know a little bit about marketing let's just to say the least so let's get into it then because this is uh the in the spirit of knowledge so here we are we're looking at a practice <clears throat> the the question that i have today the very first one just to kind of get us get the juices flowing is you know what are what are some of the challenges that you see from a marketing perspective that a buyer has walking into a situation where an owner's owned for you know, maybe years or maybe only a year, you know, uh, and they, they have some kind of marketing going and it's like, we're not quite sure what's going here. So they're walking into this transition. What are some of the things that you see on uh, that you get yourself in a conversations with from a buyer's perspective? 
Yeah. Um, it's often chaos, really, it, <laughs> on the marketing side. I mean, really, it, got, it feels, even if it's not, it feels like that to the, to the purchaser, it seems like. And so mm -hmm. one of the first things we try to do is say, okay, what do we have here? What's the situation? Um, how many active patients do you have? Uh, what kind of marketing has is in place at the moment? What kind of staff and team do you have? What are the relationships there? Because all that impacts the marketing, right? Uh, if, yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's going to be chaos internally there, then then you last thing you want to do is launch some complex marketing plan. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so a state yeah. of the union kind of thing is okay. Where are we today? What do we have in place? And so mm -hmm. once we know that, um, we tend to focus initially on the current patient base. And I yeah. think we're, we may be a little different, you know, than some on that. And I think the instinct for the doctor a lot of times is to, um, is Go to try outside. to start. Yeah. Get Go some outside. outside quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, and so I spent a lot of my time saying, okay, look, no, let's internally for six mm -hmm. months, yeah. we don't want to do anything else, you know, and there's That's a right. lot of marketing that can be done internally. There's a lot of introductions to be done, a lot of relationships to form. There's a lot to do. Let's so. feed let's feed off this, Tim, because okay, this is my favorite thing about Shark Week. Because you all you all are great at your craft. You all have your strengths, you know, you know your craft. But then the twist and the approach and the strategy can oftentimes be very different. And this is what I love because we're talking you'd think you'd interview a bunch of marketing companies and say all the same things. They're definitely not, which is totally good. Cool. I love your idea here though. Let's run with this because um, that is what you purchased. You purchased the existing patients and you got to build a relationship with those patients. Uh, you invested, you got a loan and you want to maximize what you got first. Um, so how do you go about doing that with them? Like what, I love this. So it's like an internal marketing pr program is is your focus on an acquisition it sounds like. Absolutely. And and the first thing I want to know is is what is that patient base fully like? I want to do a snapshot with dental intel or something to mm -hmm. really understand okay, how many active patients are there? Yep. And then just as importantly, how many sort of recently inactive patients because mm -hmm. you know, that's the lowest hanging fruit tree. If there's another 500 uh, patients who don't have an appointment but have been into the practice, that's the first target I want to hit. And, mm -hmm. you know, I want to communicate with all of those patients with e-blasts, with texts, with in-person visits, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can even geofence their home with branding to make sure that hey, something new at the practice. It's a positive story. You know, yeah. it's good news. So well, we broadcast that. Let's talk about that. You're you're speaking. You're at a consultant's heart now. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of conversations over the the years, Tim, about it, uh, this exact thing. And we're big dental intel people. Uh, if you missed that episode, you need to rewind. I think it's on the startup unscripted side, folks. So if you're not listening to Startup Unscripted, which is the other podcast that focuses on startups. Uh, we interviewed Dental Intel. So if you don't, are not familiar with Dental Intel, get over on that episode. But yeah. Uh, so what is that message then, Tim? Like I, I always, of course, you want to hit the inactive patients because they're pa patients that need to get in. And oftentimes the sellers, oh, they're run down, they're tired. That It's the whole reason why they're selling is they're just, the energy's gone or uh, and you know they're not trying to knock it out of the park with production goals anymore, but you are now. 
Right. And the, and the lowest hanging fruit is the patients that are already familiar with your team. So what, so you just said some things, email, text, geofencing, which is next level. love that. Let's get into some of that stuff. So if you were going to like a, approach an inactive patient list that might be for a big practice, could be as much as 400 patients sitting on an inactive list, you get that list and then your team does what? Like, do you guys create like funnels? Like what, what's that look like? Yeah, we do. We create, um, we create a positive message story about the practice. Everything you loved about the practice with all of this great new energy, uh, sometimes we're bringing new services in. There's just a whole, it's everything you love plus more. So we get that out uh, through an e-blast. We get yeah. it out through, if we can get some video um, of the practice, we can do animated GIFs with our texting, which have a great response. And then to your point there, we'll get the patient home addresses and we'll we'll message them um, with, with ads at home. Yeah. And they can go to a landing page to learn the story of the new practice. And so- you know, we miss you. We want you back into the practice. And then, you know, that that's the start of everything. And it's, a again, if we can do it, it's selling doctor and buying doctor together, shaking hands in love, the old and the new together. You know, I was just going to ask, like, is, is that the message then? Um, I'm just curious. If possible. If you can do buyer and seller together, and that's the message. And uh, all of that. That's important though. I'll say this, uh, Mm -hmm. the one thing you have to do is you have to match the mark, the marketing plan just in general should be dictated by the business plan of the practice. Now, some of these transitions, as you know, you know, selling doctors gone, selling doctor doesn't want to be involved. There may be any kind of circumstances, but where we have that option to tell the story together, Mm -hmm. it's a positive story to tell. It it is. Uh, I think messaging is, really, really key I, as a, as a buyer's agent or rep or whatever you want to call me. I'm not a broker. Don't call me a broker. Um, I always get the, Hey Mike, can you proofread the letter that's about to go out? And look, I'm, I'm not a creative writer. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a wizard of words. Um, I'm just a guy that gets in a room like this and podcasts, right. And we have good conversation, but um, I think messaging is key and and it evokes an experience or a feeling. And I feel like the more heartfelt it is and the more um, I like the ones that sellers hand chosen this doc, I've, you know, you're in great hands. I've researched them. I love their work, whatever it is. Uh, you guys get into some of that, it sounds like, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. We help craft that whole thing and, and establishing that relationship with the current patient base, the recently inactive uh, patients, all of that. And with the staff, again, I can't say this enough. Yeah. You know, that's a, as you know, you're part of this every day, but that's such a critical piece. And to me, the, the patients and the staff is the most valuable part of what you're buying. And so um, it's really hard if you, if you flub that, and yeah. you start losing and that attrition starts to go up instead of down initially. It's really hard to replace them all with new patients. Well, isn't that interesting? Like, uh, I think a lot of people are fixated when they walk into an acquisition and they're fixated on cash flow. I talk a lot cash flow a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the valuation comes from. Just basic valuation methods uh, is usually cash flow and uh, that that kind of stuff. But like the assets. The actual assets, the most valuable assets. Um, what do you think those are? 
Uh, I'm thinking. Well, uh, you know, it, to me, if you and look, I you this is your world much more than it is mine. But from my perspective, if yep. you don't have those patients, if you can't secure the relationship with those current patients and with the staff, then you've really just got some equipment, you know, right. which, which right. could be found in a lot of places. Right. It, you matter might not have a good deal on the equipment. And that's right. Um, you know, our marketing plans for for mature practices that are 10 or 15 years old and all with the same team, they all are the same in the sense that I want to get at least 50% of that new patient flow coming from referrals from current patients. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't have the relationship with the current patients. And it can be higher than that, by the way. Yeah. You know, and as we all know, super high quality super low cost to acquire by comparison to other methods. Yeah. So I want as many of those as I can get. And, Heck yeah. And in this situation where you're transitioning in, that's, again, back to the same old story. That that That's the most important asset, in my opinion. Now, I agree. There's some digital assets, too, um, you know, because, again, in our world, we're we're mostly digital in our approach. And so uh, the the website as part of the purchase, the do, all the domain names that are associated with it, all of the sort of the digital footprint overall of the practice, which That's would right. include your social media, all of that kind of stuff. Even email accounts can sometimes be very important to, yeah. to work those out in, in that transition. Well, on the contract side, which which I play around with a lot, it, that's all usually protected. And and uh, Robert Montgomery and Ali Ramshin and some heavy hitters in legal uh, were on the program. Folks, if you missed that, go check that those episodes out. But that's all in the contract. So yeah, you get the domain, you get all the things, but usually there's a time period and how, how long you can secure the name, keep the seller's name and use the, the seller's name. And so I think it's really interesting doing Shark Week on the acquisition side, because it, the, the easy one would be to do Shark Week on startups. So lots of talk about there, but for acquisitions, it creates a little twist because you've got a time frame thing going on. Yep. You also have a transition that you have to be sensitive to. You got patients. You just said you got to you got to secure those relationships with those patients. So if you're too aggressive, if Tim co- if Tim Tim and his team go in guns a blazing on existing patients, they're gonna be like, "What the hell is going on? This new buyer is just blowing." So there's all these like interesting dynamics going on. And then you got these assets that you just mentioned, social media. You got to get those passwords. That's always hard if you don't get those passwords and stuff post close. So, anyways, there's a lot going a lot going on here. Let's go to the asset conversation. Um, what I love that you said in the beginning of the, this episode that like you have to do a state of the union. That's my favorite thing because any any company that just comes at you with sales and doesn't ask what the hell's going on here and what do we actually have and sifting through that. I love that you guys use dental Intel because you're actually rooting around trying to find, find that. So let's talk about the assets. So how does a TNT approach? This is an opportunity for you sell, sorry, but, (laughs) but not really, but kind of like, what's your approach then? Like, what are those services that you would probably attack to try to make the most impact? Forget the sales part. I'm just saying, what's the approach? What do you guys do digitally to help a buyer? Like, you can help them with the website transition and all that. Yeah, we we help with... So we get that state of the union and we sort of say, where are all the assets? Who owns them? Who has control of them? How easy are they to access? And in what condition are they in? You know, we we 
again, to your point, there's so much change going on anyway. We don't necessarily want to just flip everything into a whole. Now, again, there are business reasons sometimes where the branding is changing. There's, you know, there's legitimate reasons, but yeah. depending on why in the situation, you want to big, understand Big picture, big picture, generalizing. Yeah. You're, you're looking at what, what holes there are, right? That's right. And then, so we want to fill those in best we can and make sure that we have a complete digital footprint, access to all of it. And then we can control the story on all of it. Yeah. And so that, that dental Intel snapshot um, is extremely important because we have, we probably have a good solid 10 numbers that we really want to know that will all inform the marketing, um, you know, what tools are the right ones for this situation. And again, we want to focus them internally first, and then the external uh, pieces can start in the background, but they don't need to be interfering during that first six months, but we want them ready to go. You know, an ideal situation six months down the road, then you're ready to turn on whatever marketing that you um, want to do, again, based on the business plan of the practice, how quickly do you want to grow? What are your plans? I love that. So uh, now you got my ears uh, dialed in on, okay, what are your 10 numbers, Tim? You don't, to, <laughs> you don't have to give me 10, but what are like what are some things that you, you already said? Unscheduled patients, uh, inactive patients. That's obvious. What? Yep. That's a good one. What active, else? Are you- inactive. I'd like to know the patient attrition number too. Um, Ooh, that's a great one. To yeah. sort of say, okay, here's sort of the baseline of patient attrition. And everybody's got attrition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You kind of want to know what what the state of the union is for that, so that you can track it and hopefully move it in a positive direction moving forward. Love that. Ideally, we'd like to know how many new patients have been coming in and what are their sources. Love that. Uh, <laughs> Sources. Good luck on right. that one. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, I uh, got a lot of, we have a lot of blanks in our, our sheet on that. We'll uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Folks, sources, me, Tim, and I are having a little inside joke here. I'll share. So most front office people are not tagging sources for new patients. So when a new patient comes in, they're not tagging Google or tagging best friend referred us or dentist up the ortho referred like they're not tagging or or putting in sources in the and so that's so important to to do and with front office people don't pay attention to that but go ahead sorry that was a little yeah, no 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 that it, and listen it, it and all of that's um, you know very important so if there is some marketing in place how much are you spending on the marketing you know oh, sort good. of what's the budget and what has been going on what is going on and yep um uh, you know, and then there's some sort of deeper ones too. Um, you know, average value of patient um, over Good time. One. But again, yeah. a lot of these on a transition are going to be our baseline numbers, so that we know what we sort of are starting with. Yeah, that we at minimum want to maintain the good ones, you know, and improve everything ultimately. But yeah, you know, there's some key ones in there for sure. I love it. I think that's awesome. Um, so you, you you guys are really taking a consultative approach to it, which is which is really, really, really cool. Um, that's awesome, Tim. So um, let's let's talk about rebrand. Um, I get a lot of deals where, de- deals, sorry, folks, I'm calling you guys deals. I, I got a lot of clients that want to uh, 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 attack this vision, right? That they have inside them. And that's very important. Can never lose that. But- the problem is, is there's a clash with what you bought, right? And the other doctor has a brand or, or a, a vision and your vision's probably different, 
You know, that's the truth. And the team is very clear about the other owner's vision and you, you're coming in brand new. So you got to win them, win the team over. So do you advise folks, Tim, on to, to pause? Because a lot of my job is to slow people down and say, hey, look, like you bought goodwill here. Let's let's capture the goodwill before we go too crazy on the new vision. Now, again, the thing about podcasting is bad because we generalize on this program because we're, you know, everybody's different. I hate the answer. Well, it depends. And then we don't get anywhere with it, right? <laughs> I'm talking about a doctor, I'll paint it. A doctor has been in business for a long time, established practice, team's been there a long time. Patients probably been there a long time, right? And then I've got a younger doc who has different skill sets, a lot more ambition, probably wants to bring in more technology, right? And wants to hit marketing hard and probably rebrand and take it to a DSO. That's hot right now. Let's talk about, D- you know, so like in a scenario like that, Tim, like, do you tell people to slow down? Do, I mean, how's that? What's that look like? How yeah. fast can you change something like that? Well, it depends. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> it, you know, I, I think that, yeah, I think it, it in general, as you described that, I'm telling people to slow down a little bit to, to because yeah. look, under under any circumstances, 80% of your revenue, you know, is going to be coming from current patients. So mm-hmm. the harder you hit that rebrand, that 180 degree shift, the yeah. more likely you are to jeopardize 80% of your revenue from that practice. And so yeah. if you don't have the selling doctor on board with your vision and you're not connecting with the new patients, um, your attrition is going to be such that you're not, you know, you're not going to have the, the numbers to show a DSO to have the maximum value to flip it when if you want to in the first place. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta slow down. And you know, even if they're rebranding, and again, does depend to some degree on what they want to do. But I I still like that six month runway. Yeah. Of, hey, let's sort of co-brand for a little bit, introduce the brand yes. the time. Let's Let's preserve yes. the goodwill, yes. the connections, because all the relationships are with the staff yeah. and the selling doctor. That's right. And you got to earn those. Give yourself a little time to do that. Over a six-month runway, ideally, you're seeing most of the active patients within that window. I love it. I On point, right where I thought you'd be, and 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 I couldn't agree more. Um, in the spirit of going, continuing to go down this this uh, existing patient and inactive, active and inactive kind of approach. Can we talk about internal marketing at a at a at a deeper level, another level, next level? <laughs> little little play go. on words here, uh, <laughs> corny. I know, sorry, folks, but like I always get into conversations about internal marketing and basically what you just said and how much more effective it is. I find that people get cheaper on that marketing and, and they're they're more willing to spend money, Tim, on a pay-per-click campaign instead of getting aggressive on a uh an internal program. And that doesn't make sense to me. Can, can we can we change the narrative on this episode since you've talked so much about internal marketing? Let's go deep on internal marketing for 10, 20, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I hope we can change the narrative. Let's I, do I it. Let's do it right now. Let's do I, it. I, I have the same experience you do. I spend a tremendous amount of my time 
Um, try and, and some of it doesn't even make sense as a business owner, you might say, from the outside, because I'm talking them into spending less money for what I think is going to be a more effective, you know, short and long-term play. And we'll get to the PPC down the road, yeah. but let's do the more important piece right now. Yes. And you're, you're exactly right. I think that um, for whatever reason, I'm not a psychologist here, but but everyone wants to focus on these new patients and Google ads. Yes. And and look, I sell a tremendous amount of Google ads. I, I love Google ads. I yeah. Um, it's the sexy I, part of marketing. Okay. I think they're fantastic. They're also the about the most expensive way you can go. go out and acquire a patient, which doesn't mean they're wrong. It's Maybe just, print but, might be more, but right. it's the only thing. I don't even do that. So I <laughs> I, I won't do that. But I'm yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's appropriate sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, and then some of the patients aren't as high of quality sometimes as as a referral. I mean, look, referral checks every box. You know, if I could get every one of my clients to refer to one get, client. Yeah, and to get all of their ref- patients from referrals, I'd be thrilled. And yeah. I'd be a smaller company. Your company, your company yeah. would be over three thousand clients if one <laughs> client right. referred one person. That's right. I mean, it's just it's the right thing to do. It's the right quality of patient. It, it, it you know, we do a we. I have this uh, slide that I love that has you know on the two different x and y axis. I've got one that is uh, quality of patient. The other one is expense. Right, the cost of the patient. Yeah, yeah. And the quadrant that is the highest quality and lowest cost is referrals. Always. And, and you know, PPCs down in the other one. It's it's on the other side. On the other you know, spectrum. That's right. I, Tim, I look. I, I just had a conversation with my startup the other day, and they're like, "I think I want to do a twenty five dollar gift card uh, for the new patient that comes in, and a fifty dollar, you know, credit on someone's account for someone that refers." And I'm like. Okay, but you just committed to MVP Mail, who's a big, big fan of me, uh, of us, uh, and we of them. Again, another episode, a mailing print, just say a mailing campaign. Okay. I'm like, you just committed to $2,500 per drop on a mailing campaign of, you know, 20,000 postcards, whatever. And you might not get any clients back the the hope is what $300 patient acquisition like you always say 200 and probably digital so here we have like a $200 like egg and you're you're t- you're talking about $25 to to the gift card for the new pay- like why not do $100 it's still it's right. still cheap it's a, so like it, it's like i want folks to think about like uh ROI here Okay. Return on investment. That, that's what Thomas, Tom, Tim was talking about on the spectrum is if, if you had to give every new patient a hundred dollar bill every time they walk into the door, right. Versus, and, and not do any external marketing versus doing just external marketing and paying just that, like you will win on the hundred dollar bill every time. I don't know if I described that really well, but I, I I'm trying to make connections here with the audience. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah. So, what do you guys suggest on internal referral programs? What's your suggestion there? Like, what do you see? What do you like? Um, you know, all of the I like I like the more personalized the better. You know, I I, I like the the gift cards and all of that, but I also like it with a handwritten. Uh, you know, sure with a pen. The, so the approach, the approach is more personal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I like all of that. And, you know, here's the interesting thing. 
if you if your patient experience is is what it should be and you care and you tell the patients and you you project that they yeah. they they get they it know. and they they want to refer to you it, yeah you know you'll get the referrals and you'll grow and it's that that's the name of the game well that's a whole like podcast in itself on patient experience yeah. i I, folks, if you don't have that right now, we can't we can't solve that in 25, 30 minutes here. Um, but I, I do know that there was a st- statistic by the ADA not too long ago that said um, like 40 percent uh, of the population hasn't seen a dentist in 18 months or it was something like right. that. So a right. massive amount, call it 50 percent, whatever. Yeah. I still believe that people need an incentive to come in. It's it's that back to that psychology, psychiatry, psychology that we are, don't have. Maybe we need to call in a psychologist and join us on the call today. But yeah. like, I, I think you you do need to incentivize folks that don't normally come into a dentist. You just need a reason to get up off the couch. Don't you? Don't you agree? Oh, hundred percent agree. And um, and many of the in that category are are probably only going to come in when they feel like they have an emergency. Mm. And so, yeah. So I think it's incentives and the willingness to accept emergencies will tap that 40 to 50% you're talking about that don't ever come in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think any other ideas of, of internal programs that you saw that were super effective, Tim, like maybe it's not a gift card or a hundred dollar credit, but uh new patient gifts, a lot of startups do like, a really nice new patient gift, uh, just trying to spur yeah, some all of, of your, those, all of those obvious things are, are good. I think the communication and staying in front of them with simply good content and letting them know that you are aware of where they are in the process too. You know, they, when we started this um, internal program that we do is several years ago, I, I kind of predicted and this is why I'm, I don't always make decisions around here. I kind of predicted that there would be backlash from the patients that they would be, Oh, you know, my, my dentist is bothering me with these texts and uh-huh. things like that. The response was overwhelmingly positive. And so uh-huh. the key is you've got to serve good content that's relevant to them. That makes sense to them. And, and, you know, you can segment your patient base and, and um, send certain messages to, certain treatment plans that haven't been accepted yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of neat things you can do. And as long as the content's good, uh, then uh, the patients respond to it very, very well. And they particularly respond to the texting. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a, we theme them per quarter, you know, so we have a theme that's a messaging per quarter and, you know, for pet practices that have, um, let's just say insurance based practices, yeah. You know, the use it or lose it uh, fourth quarter is a, is always uh-huh. a, a huge one, you nice. know, and then like in the first quarter after, um, you know, a, um, a new you, new year, new you, you know, and you might promote cosmetic whitening or, you know, any number of things like that. I love it. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. so as long as that content's good, yeah, you know, it, it'll strengthen relationships and, and knock that attrition rate down. So. Um, and cool. then any any new one that you get and letting them, just letting them know that, you know, and all these tools that are out there, um, I get asked this a lot, which tool gets me the most referrals? You know, what, which one of these follow-up tools should I have? And there's, I don't know, half a dozen great ones. We all we all know them. And so the tool, I'm kind of agnostic on that. If, you've, if you're telling the patient, again, back to your point, listen to the podcast. 
you do that patient experience right, and then you tell the patient that you care about them, mm-hmm. they'll refer. It's so interesting what you just said. I, It's actually, wait, it's not interesting. It's so simply obvious, but people don't execute. They don't do it. That It's so obvious. Have good content. Um, I don't feel like, I think, I. sorry, back up. I feel like people are just kind of treating <clears throat> marketing, excuse me, like just a, a, a checklist or something that need to do. And if we just backed up and had some methodical approach, I have a methodical approach to what we're doing. Uh, I feel like you get better results in general, but it's, I, I just feel like people are lazy and don't want to sit down and read and really think through a, a program that, has high touch to to the me- with the messaging, and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing, and I I love it. I think that's awesome, and that's refreshing and cool to hear that you're not just like leading with some, you know, oh that website is totally outdated. We're gonna do a new sexy website, and we're gonna do all these things. But your approach is, hey, you bought a practice, let's maximize it. We do need to do that but let's win the hearts and minds of the patient first. And then let's go have some fun with the sexy stuff. Uh, right. G- and then geo fencing and all the right. things. <laughs> it's all there. And, uh, yeah. and look, I want to get to all of that, but yeah. you, you can't do enough of that to make up for the loss of that patient base that you just purchased. So you've got to secure that first and you've got to, you know, have it prepared to be a part of the new patient process moving forward. You know, that's what you bought, folks. You bought going all the way back to probably one of the first 10 minutes of the program here today is you bought patience. So if your playbook is to get into a practice and go buy more patients, you're just buying those for you. You could do that at any practice. So if you're bought like any investment, if you buy, you're, you invested into a practice, it makes way more sense to to pay for enriching your asset. Uh, it's like buying a house and redoing the the wiring or adding a deck or putting a fresh paint on it. You're, you're protecting the asset versus, uh, you know, uh, who, who's running this program? I'm getting calls, getting phone calls while during my own program. The, the point is like protect the asset that you purchased. Um, and before you go acquire more, because you just bought something for five hundred a million dollars, so go go do that. Yeah, first. and in my experience, if you don't do that, if you do start with the heavy external marketing first, it's just about a one to one. Everyone you bring in, you'll be losing that you currently have, and the, oh, wow. and the new ones cost so much more than the than the ones you already should should be able to. Secure. How much? How much is a new patient a- 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 acquisition in your mind? Well, good so, um. Do, the, the, to your, you said it earlier, the Google uh, ad can be, you know, I'm happy with 150 to $250 um, acquisition cost for a Google ad. A, a, a referral patient can cost as little as 20, 25 bucks if you're, you know, if you're actively heavily, <laughs> you know, if almost nothing, you know, and SEO kind of falls into that, but SEO is so slow. It's, it's for patients next year, not this year. Yeah, that's that's right. the other thing I love about that internal approach is uh-huh. immediate. It's, it's immediate. immediate. These are people who have a relationship with the practice, That's particularly right. the inactive ones that just don't have. 
there's a huge portion, even in practices that are running like a top, there's often a, a, a fair oh. number of patients who don't have their next appointment. Absolutely. In front of them. Absolutely. 100%. Um, I love it, Tim. Great episode because it's refreshing and different and uh, I enjoyed it. Tim, last last minute tidbits here or anything else you want to add before we before we end another shark uh, week episode, anything that you'd like to don't feel necessary here, but anything you want to give, or I'm going to put Tim's descriptions and all the things, the way you can get a hold of him and the the company below. And if you're not following us on YouTube, jump on and check us out. We're just two, two gray hair dudes that love dental. And, um, but I do have a bunch of things in the description below. Tim, anything else to add before we close this down? No, I would just say, uh, uh, I'm so glad you're doing this. I, you know, I love the fact that you're talking to multiple companies with multiple approaches because, um, you know, we've known from the beginning that we're not always a match for everybody. But I'll tell you one thing, we're also not a great sales organization for ourselves. Because you're the salesperson? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the you're... sales guy, you know, so I don't really have uh, a sales team. But I'll tell you this, for any of your uh, listeners, viewers, um, it, and this is always true. I'm happy to, um, if there's anything we can do to analyze or or give you our opinion or give you sort of the best state of the union we can, there's no obligation for anything. I, I'll do that. And if it helps you and you have a marketing company already, fantastic. I, I'm happy to do that with anybody. We've, um, we're just proud to be a part of, of the mix and know that the ones that match up with us will We'll connect with them, but I'm happy to help anybody um, at no charge or obligation. The greatest gift is time. I know how busy this man is, Tim, and um, uh, I'm super busy. And I know how how I, that actually is a lot. <laughs> Thanks for giving that because uh, a good state of the union can pay dividends, and and it's free. So it's worth it's worth picking this man's brain. I mean, he's working with 1600 other dental off. He's seen a lot. So use that, take advantage of that. Tim, thanks so much for being on the program, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Same here. We want to hear from you. Interact with your host, Michael Dencio. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Comment and subscribe. Thank you.